Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What do you think is your favorite pub? Is it your local? Do you go there often enough to be remembered? Do you want to be remembered? Or is it just a nice casual place to go? We're going to tell you the story of the man whose favorite pub was 7,000 kilometers away from his home and how he made such an impact on the place in life and death that he'll be remembered there for as long as it remains standing. This is the story of the brothers in the clock. Welcome to Publin, a podcast about the culture, history and heritage of pubs at home and abroad. Descendants of Irish emigrants to the United States often try to keep in touch with their ancestry, taking part in ritualistic celebrations of Irishness that solidify their identity. For some, the identity is so strong that they're nearly more Irish than the Irish themselves, mostly when it comes to St. Patrick's Day and other such celebrations. One story about a proud Hiberno-American and his family caught our eye several years ago, that of Billy Brooks Carr, the Texan who came to Ireland many times and in a sense ended up staying. Billy was born in 1948 in Humboldt, Texas, a town not far from the city of Houston. Billy had a twin, David, and an older brother named Mike, both of whom he went into business with, first with their business B&J Trash Service, and then into the hospitality business with Mama Hattie's Bar and Restaurant. For Billy, the pub to beat all pubs for atmosphere, and crucially, for the best Guinness in Ireland, as he saw it at least, was John Mulligan's of Poolbeg Street, Dublin. As we'll hear later, Billy went on several missions around Ireland to find his favourite pint, and the conclusion he drew time and again was that Mulligan's could not be beaten. So taken was he with the place that when he and his brothers made an extension to their own bar and restaurant in Texas, they mocked up the front signage of Mulligan's in homage to their favourite pub. It's here now where I have to mention and give credit to a book that chronicles Billy's story in depth, including interviews with the Carr family. Journalist and author Declan Dunn wrote the definitive book on the pub called Mulligan's Grand Old Pub of Poolbeg Street. It's a great read and lays out the pub's connections to famous faces and interesting stories. 
First, let me take you on a brief tour of the pub itself. Mulligan's has stood on Pullbeg Street for over 230 years, once in the shadow of the famous Theatre Royal, then the ghastly Department of Health building, and soon a new development will dominate the immediate skyline around the pub. For now, it's basking in the sunlight for one of the few times in its history. Walk through the doors on the right of the building and into the front bar of the pub, passing under a horseshoe, possibly placed there for luck by the original proprietor John Mulligan's son. Then walk on by the corner where noted sports journalist Con Houlihan once sat. In front of you is the back lounge and to the left the back bar, where famous faces such as Judy Garland and Nat King Cole had a drink after performances at the Theatre Royal. Walk to the back wall of that bar and you'll see a photo of American President John F. Kennedy, who drank a lager here in 1947 with Irish journalist Jack Grealish. Beyond that and through the double doors is what is now known as the Joyce Room, in which a scene from famed Irish author James Joyce's short story, Counterparts, is set. As you can tell from this brief description, this is a pub where stories and legends abound plentifully and our story relates to the grandfather clock situated beside the Joyce room. I'll let someone close to Billy take the story from here. This is Mike, Billy's older brother by two years. My name is uh, Mike Carr. I'm uh, 71 years old and I live in Houston, Texas. Davey was married and had kids. So in 1980, Billy and I went to Ireland for a little vacation. We went for two weeks. And so we had traveled the north and the west and the south. We landed in Dublin and ended in Dublin. And the whole time, Billy was trying to judge his favorite pint of Guinness. He picked John Mulligan's pub out of all these places. And he said, that's the best pint of Guinness in all of Ireland. <laughs> so uh, then Billy and I went again and did the same thing. And once again, John Mulligan's had the best pint of Irish whiskey in the whole place. Then I went with my wife in 92, and Dave and Billy went together in 92. And then uh, Dave and I have gone together like five times, but it was after Billy had passed. So the sad thing is all three of us was never in Ireland at the same time. Yeah, he passed away in 2011 in August, and uh, we had him cremated. And uh, so Dave and I had his ashes and uh, we had put him in a, one of our little locals here is Brian O'Neill's. They have since closed, but it was a great little Irish pub. And we had his ashes there and we had some ashes in Molly's Kingwood pub, which was another one of his favorites. And at that time we're sitting at Brian O'Neill's one day and Doc Doctory said he was going to Amsterdam for business and he had one day layover and he was going to go to Dublin because he'd never been to Ireland before. And he asked us if there was something we could do for him. And I said, yes, there is, Doc. I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you a bottle full of ashes of Billy and you go to John Mulligan's pub and you have a couple of drinks with Billy. And when you're done with it, just go out and just scatter them right there on Pullback Street. And uh, I said, I think he'll find that a fitting place to be since that was his favorite pub in the whole world. And Doc said, I'll do it. So it was a Friday afternoon when he arrived in Dublin. 
got to John Mulligan's and it was about four o'clock and he went in and he ordered two pints of Guinness and Noel was the bartender. So he's fixing up the two pints of Guinness. There's about five people at the, at the bar where Doc's sitting, Richard and Matt and Spud and Brian, who's uh, Matt's brother. And uh, he slides the Guinness over to Doc and says, uh, here you go. You want me to wait till your friend is here before I top off the next one? And out of his pocket, pulls it, he pulls out this pill bottle with Billy's ashes in it. And he goes, no, his ashes are right here. He's, I'm going to have a drink with them. And Noel said, oh, my gosh. Tell, us, tell me about him. What, what brought him to this pub? So he tells a story about how Billy had been to Ireland about five times. And every time he was there, he would say that was his favorite pub. And then he told the history of Billy being uh, Irishman of the Year in 2007 and then the Grand Marshal in 2010 and kind of gave the history of him and all his love for Irish music. And uh, he was quite a great bone player and just going through the, the history of Billy. And Noel says, well, you know what? I think I can find a better place for his ashes than put them out in the street. He says, we got this grandfather clock that's been in here since 1782. And he said, we'll put him in that clock. And at that time, one of the guys sitting next to Doc, Doc said he picked up his phone and he says, Peg, he calls his wife, Peg, put dinner on warm. I think a wake's getting ready to break out. And sure enough, they all of a sudden, this big wake breaks out, uh, celebrating Billy's life. And he, they all start signing this note saying whose ashes these were and the date that they were going to put them in the clock. And the date was actually April 1st. And when they start signing April 1st, one of the guys says, oh, no, we can't put April 1st. Somebody's going to think this is a joke, and they'll end up throwing the ashes away. So they actually signed April 2nd, and that was 2012. And they put them in the clock and uh, had a big celebration. And Doc, who's he's about 6'2 and weighs about 330, he got so drunk they had to carry him down to the Trinity City Hotel because he couldn't walk anymore, you know. And so, since that day, Billy's ashes have remained in the clock at the back of Mulligan's, untouched and unobserved by most who pass through the doors of the pub. One of the barmen still has to wind the clock once a week to ensure that it functions, so you could say that they check in on Billy every now and then. He does occasionally get a few visitors from abroad, too. About three weeks later, I got a couple of my friends that are going to go play golf in Ireland. And I said, well, y'all go by John Mulligan's pub and tell him y'all want to have a drink with Billy. Let's see if he's still in the clock. You know, they, did they keep him in there or what? And sure enough, they went back a couple of weeks later, went in and said, we want to have a drink with Billy in the clock. So that's kind of became the the catchphrase when people go in they'll say i want to have a drink with billy in the clock and i'll call them up every so often and say how's how's billy doing and they'll always say we got him under lock and key he's doing great you know so, so for the next year or so we had about 45 people 
from the Texas area go into Mulligan's and ask to have a drink with Billy the Clock. Billy's obituary describes him as a wordsmith with a keen wit. He enjoyed writing murder mysteries for his world-famous mystery pub crawls. Billy was also an avid golfer, enjoying the links almost as much as the pints that followed. The story of Billy Carr shouldn't consist solely about how his ashes came to end up in a clock. There's a man behind the story, so let's roll back the clock a little, so to speak, and find out what kind of a man Billy was in life. But once we started listening to Irish music, there was a great little folk singer here, Mike Davitt, local Houston guy. And we went to go see him play live a few times and just really fell in love with Irish music. And once we fell in love with Irish music, then we got involved in the Irish Society, the Irish Parade and stuff. And that was all been, oh, 83, 84 is when we started doing that. We were in the trash business from 1972 to 83, and we sold the trash business. And we were looking for something else to get into, and we ended up getting in the restaurant business. And Mama Hattie was my great-grandmother. She had a little hamburger stand in Houston, Texas, back in the 30s and 40s. So we named it after her. Once we got the hamburger business going, we took one little corner of the restaurant and made it a little pub area where we served uh, alcohol and beer. And we actually took the front of it and made it look like John Mulligan's pub, since that was our favorite pub, and kind of copied that, that front door of Mulligan's pub as our entrance, and we called it the Harp and Star. And so it became really kind of a Irish community out there. We were the only people playing Irish music and all. Of, we were in Humble, Texas, which is about... 45 minutes from Houston. Since we were strictly playing Irish music at Mama Hattie's, the parade became very interested in us. And they came out and asked us if we wanted to be associated with the parade, which we said, of course we do. And so at that point, I'd say the first parade that we were in was 1984. And then when we've been in every parade since 2009, we were the grand marshals, all three of us. We always kid everybody that before they'd always have one grand marshal. Said it took all three of us to make one person. So we got <laughs> 50 grand marshals. If you look at Mulligan's book, he's got a good picture of Billy in the parade doing this high kick step going down the, the street. We had what was called the old, the all bones marching band. We'd have anywhere from 15 to 100 sometimes. It depends on what day. And we'd all get bones and we'd play the bones as we walk down the street. Billy was quite a, a, a artistic guy and he would write out these mysteries, whodunit type deals. And we started at Mama Hattie's when we had Mama Hattie's and we would do what we call a mystery pub crawl. And we invite 50 people and we'd pull up on a bus and then we would go to these different pubs in Houston and he'd give out little notes about the mystery itself, and we'd try to see who could solve the mystery. He probably did a good 10 or 12 of those. And then after we had closed Mama Hattie's, he actually did four or five there too, you know, and he actually had one he was getting ready to do about a month before he passed away. He was going to have one he was going to go do. So 
Well, the, you get four guys, and they have to drink Guinness as fast as they can. And uh, you get your four best drinkers. You got to drink them one at a time, and they take a timer and time how long it takes your group to get through four Guinnesses. It's called the Billy Carr's Guinness Relay Race, is what it's called. Since 2012, Billy has remained in the clock, being visited by friends and family. After Doc's initial visit, Billy's brothers made a little box to store his ashes that bears an engraving that tells when he passed away and when he was interred in the clock. Sadly, earlier this year, Billy got some company. And so we went in June of 15, and that's where I met you when they had the book release for that. My father and Dave and I all three came over for the book release and just had a grand time. Boy, that was a great celebration that night, releasing the book. After that, Dave and I went two times in 16, two times in 17, once in 18, and then COVID hit in 20, which we were going to go in 20, and that kind of canceled everything. But we had always had plans to go back on April 1st, 2022, which would have been the 10th anniversary of Billy going on the clock. But sadly, Davey passed away in 21 of April. So at that point, I'd call Mulligans and ask him, I said, look, Davey's passed away. Is there any way that we can add his ashes to the clock? Because I've never met two people closer than Dave and Billy were. You know, Even though I was their brother, I was still a little outside their friendship and love line between the two of them. Being twins, I guess that's what happens, you know. And Dave always said he didn't want to be in the clock. That was Billy's story. And he didn't want to be included in it. But the family took a vote since we live in a democracy here. And Davey got outvoted 13 to 1. So we decided to take his ashes to the clock. So we decided to show up on April 1st, 2022 with Davey's ashes. And we pulled Billy's ashes out, put them together for a while, drank Guinness for about two hours, and then put them back in the clock and Noel was there for it, and Noel took a, about a half a pint of Guinness and poured it down the clock for him once he put him back in the clock. So, so all these little things just kept clicking about how it happened and what happened. And, you know, it's just one of those stories. It's just kind of a miracle, but I guess it was meant to be that Billy was in that clock, you know, and his brother joined him. That is the incredible story of how twin brothers from Humboldt, Texas, came to live on in spirit and story in their favourite pub on the planet. The next time you're in Mulligans of Poolbeg Street, you can point over at the grandfather clock and say to your companions, have you heard the story of the brothers in the clock? Thanks for listening to Publin. I'd like to thank Mike Carr, Charles Doc Doherty and Declan Dunn for their help in putting this episode together. If you'd like to send us an email, you can reach us at publinie at gmail.com. Thanks again. Slauncher. up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.